Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast is seeing your life today. We're back on a Monday and just a couple more weeks until Christmas Day. All the jingle bells, Batman smells, and Robin laid an egg. The Batmobile lost its way and the Joker got away. Hey, <laughs> you remember those times, right? It was back at the Batman the Animated Series. I forgot which episode it was, but... God damn, when the Joker sung that the first time, I thought, oh my god, this is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Like, jingle bells, Batman smells, Robin laid an egg. And he fucking flies up in a rocket Christmas tree. I'm like, god damn, that's actually pretty funny. I like the holidays, I really do. Even though Halloween is my favorite, I do like Christmas. Spending time with family, exchanging gifts. But now it's at the point where, you know, let's face it. For us men, we're going to be broke. We're going to be broke, and it's going to continue on to February because we just got to make our female ladies happy. You know, friends and significant others and all the other stuff. Moms, sisters, daughters, all that shit. Yeah, it's just a life. It's just a life. But, nevertheless... As an extra treat, December 25th, if you remember, Wonder Woman 1984 will be coming out both on HBO Max and in theaters near you. Assuming that your theaters is open near you. Not to mention the fact that there are going to be other films to come out as well. I know we already spoke about this. And I have some hope. I have some hope. It's at the point where we're just going to have to let things as they come. And we judge the movies based from there. That's all we can do. It's all we should do. But nevertheless, let's. that's, you know, a couple of weeks from today. Let's go into right now. Today on the episode of the podcast, I know I briefly touched on this last episode. Or was it the time before then? I can't quite remember. But we are going to dive into and talk about the new DC Comics book that recently came out. And it's about Starfire's daughter called I Am Not Starfire. And it's about, what's her fucking name? Mandy Coriander. So yeah, boy, do I have a lot to say about this. And even though I'm not the target demographic, I still have a lot to say about this shit. All that plus our super villain quote of the day, but first, like we always do about this time, let's get our shout outs out of the way, shall we? And... You've heard me say this before, you've heard me say this many times, but I want to give a big shout out to the late, great Chadwick Boseman. He has been chosen for the award of Hero for the Ages, the greatest of all time for the MTV Awards. And I say this enough, I'm trying my best not to get emotional here, but I can't say this enough. There will never ever be a guy like Chadwick Boseman, what he stood for what he does with his roles and how he represents himself and how he represents not only just his community, but to his fans and everybody else. It's at the point now where we really have to take his example in terms of living a life that was not only equal, but that was 
in a way better for everybody. And it's it's going to be that moment where when the second movie comes out, whenever it's going to come out, that magic is going to be gone. And again, it's at the point where I wouldn't say the magic is going to be gone. Let, let me rephrase that. It, it not, not the magic is going to be gone. It's just it won't be the same. It will never be the same. And whatever they do with the movie, whatever they do with the film in terms of pre-production, what they're going to do going forward, how they're going to represent him, at this point, I really don't know. But I'm really glad that Chadwick Boseman was able to win this award. I will continue to say this until the day I die. Rest in eternal power. My king, one of the greatest actors ever known, true friend to his people, true friend to his family, true friend to everyone he affects. There will never be the there will never be another person like him. Never. The second shout out I want to give down to is this weekend UFC 256. You know me, you know that I love me some MMA fights. You know me, I love me some UFC. Tony Ferguson, El Kukui, the Dark Knight, MMA's Batman. That's right. He will be facing against Charles Oliveira. That is the co-main event to the pay-per-view fight this weekend. Charles Oliveira is on a seven-fight winning streak, and he's never faced a guy like Tony Ferguson before. And Tony Ferguson, even though he got that brutal, brutal stand-up beating against Justin Gaethje in the last pay-per-view that he was in, this is the time for him to get back on track so he can fight for the title. Now, is this a dangerous fight for Tony Ferguson? I do not know. It's a competitive fight, I will say. It's a very competitive fight. And those two are nearly opposites of each other. They're nearly the same in any way and yet polar opposites. One likes to keep the fight at a distance. One likes to close that gap and do whatever he can to cut you up with his elbows and get the goddamn job done. So, don't take my word for it. If you're an MMA fan and you want to see some carnage, if you want to see some blood, if you want to see some epic wars going on, Tune in on pay-per-view UFC 256. You are welcome. Of course, get the ESPN Plus app first. Pay $5 a month for it. You can even order through a package with Hulu and Disney Plus. Since I know you can get all three of those for like $12.99. By the way, I'm not sponsored by these companies. I'm just giving the shout-outs. As you know, I'm not sponsored yet. I'm not sponsored by these companies. So I'm just giving a shout-out. They're not paying me to say this. I just know that if I'm a fan, you can be a fan too. So you can get the bundle package, get ESPN Plus. The pay-per-view is $65. Hopefully this fight does not get ruined over COVID. If it does, I'm going to cry and become very, very depressed. UFC 256 this Saturday night, 10 p.m. Eastern. Be there or be triangular. You are welcome. That's all we have for the shoutouts. Let's dive into Starfire's daughter, Mandy. That comes up right in a bit. I try my very, very best to not judge something by the book. 
I try my very best to not look at something and then instantly fucking hate it. Because I don't want to be like everybody else that really doesn't understand what the other side of the coin is. You see, and, and this is why I really wish that maybe my podcast was a little bit more video-like or if you've already seen me on Twitter, if you've already read my messages, then you kind of already have this understanding in terms of what this character actually looks like. Now, FYI, am I body shaming this character? Absolutely not. Am I thinking that maybe she should not exist? Absolutely not. But you see, when it comes to certain characters, when they're created under the banner of DC, Marvel, Dark Horse, Independence, or whatever the case may be, there has to be a reason. There has to be a reason in terms of why this character actually exists the way they do. Now, I know I'm going out a little bit on a limb here, and I'm going to try to slow down just a little bit so I can try to get my point across. You see, this author, first of all, FYI, also, this is not canon. So this is not canon to the actual DC Comics, at least I don't think it is. It's not canon. So maybe at the end of the day, what I'm about to say really has no difference in the matter in the long run because this character is not canon. At least, I believe it is not. So, this character, her name is Mandy Coriander. And the title of the book is called I Am Not Starfire. It has been written by Mariko Tamaki. Tamaki. And the art is by Yoshi Yoshitani. Okay, so one is a best-selling author. I first of all, I really hate it when you know that is like the tag tagline who's like best-selling author or number one best-selling author. It's really no different from the trailers that be like the number one movie in America or the number one movie in the world, the number one movie in this and the number one movie in that. Dude, I get it. Relax. It may be your tagline, but relax. You cannot be the number one. Maybe for like a couple of days until someone else trumps you. So, chill with that. Or how about this, real quick. You know how the um, the Conjuring universe, for those, you know, if you're a horror fan and you've pretty much seen this in almost every single horror trailer where they got the Conjuring universe with the Conjuring 1 and 2 and the Nun and all these other films are connected to it within the Conjuring realm. And you always have the voiceover guy to go, The darkest chapter, the darkest chapter in the Conjuring universe. Or some shit like that. <laughs> I can't even do that voice uh, completely. I wish I could. <clears throat> Fucking almost lost it right there. I really hate it when certain like taglines are like the same thing for everything else. But I digress. Anyway, let me go back to my point. So, this author created a story... And wrote a book that says, I am not Starfire. And it is about a goth gay character who is Starfire's daughter. And I'm thinking is the daughter of Starfire and Nightwing. But then I haven't read the book, so I don't fucking know. And the press release basically says something along the lines of, that Mandy is a high school outcast and that she is constantly trying to get out from under the shadow of her bright, bubbly, scantily, nailed it, scantily clad and famous mother. 
And one of the main dramas that she's experiencing is she walked out of her SATs. <laughs> I know I'm sounding way too fucking sarcastic here, but give me a fucking break here. Give me a fucking break. Like, is this really... Have we really sunk this low? Is is this really how the the next storyline or the next stories that we're supposed to become connected to and become relatable to and maybe I'm not the target demographic and I'm going to get to that in a bit I'm not the target demographic it's pretty clear I'm not a lot of these stories as of late with this and I think there was a there was a book either last month or last year I don't fucking know when but it was recently it was called Gotham High so think of Degrassi only dealing with characters from Batman. And I think that was a a story that was pitched before to actually make it an animated TV show, a very short animated TV show, but they scrapped that idea because I think they realized that it was fucking stupid. I see this character, I can't help but think that when I see people create characters like this, and I can't help but think that is this DC's or Marvel's way because remember It was one of the first, uh, very few beginnings of my episodes when we talked about the new New Mutants, about Trailblazer and B-Negative and Snowflake and whatever the twin brother was. What the fuck was that? What, What was that? I'm thinking to myself, is this really what we came down to? Can these characters, can you actually look at them in the eyes and say, oh my god, these are the characters that are going to strike fear into the hearts of their enemies? Critical Drinker actually said this best. He said along the lines of, when we look at heroes, whether we read them, watch them, play as them in games, or whatever the case may be, there is a sort of inspiration that goes on when we look at them and we come inspired by what they do because it's not just the cool thing of you know um flying and using their gadgets and using their superpowers it's what they do with them what exactly do they do what are their moral obligations what is their moral compass what is it that makes them who they are and we watch this throughout history we watch this throughout history with Greek mythology and Roman gladiators and all these other people throughout the confines of history that the teachers keep on nailing us in the fucking heads that these characters are ways and people that we inspire and grow up to be or something similar along those lines, right? It's a lot more than just beating up the bad guys. It has to do with what is their moral obligation? What is it that makes them tick? I shall not kill. I will not kill. I'll be better than the criminal that I'm putting away. I'm always saving lives. That no matter how much that people fucking drops me down or kicks me down, I will always get back up. I'll save the people. I live for the people. And there are, there's a reason why we have thousands and thousands of superheroes that are different in their own way. Some similarities, some differences, but it's a diverse culture. And it's a diverse culture that is not shoved down our throats, but has been built and made over time. Where we can look at them and be like, yes, that is me. 
That is me, and I aspire to be that person. I aspire to become like that person. And you hear and see that this this book, I Am Not Starfire, this, what what's her name, Mariko? By the way, it took me a while to realize that this was self-inserted. Yes, if you look at the main character of this book, this goth gay chick, and you look at the author, they're the same person. She self-inserted herself as the main character. Now, earlier I said, maybe I'm not the target demographic, and that's fine. Because I'm trying so hard to look at it from the other side. I'm, I'm trying so hard to look at the other coin here. I want to give this guy a shout out real quick on Twitter because he and I had a small conversation about this. His name is at Carrot Scraps. And he says along something along the lines of, Marvel and DC are corporate entities that try to attract as many customers as possible. This is true. If they make good products, that's awesome, but they've made plenty of bad products that do and don't have anything to do that do and don't getting tongue tied here, that do and don't have anything to do with identity politics. Okay, I'm looking at it from your perspective and he may be right. Or she, I don't know if this person is a man or a woman, but, you know, I'm going to say they, you know, whatever, pronouns, what the fuck ever. They may be right. You may be 100% right that this has nothing to do with identity politics. This has nothing to do with some kind of agenda or ploy or anything along those lines. But you have to admit, it is very suspicious. It is very suspicious. And I can't help but feel that if DC, that actually granted, not access, but granted permission for her to use these characters, they've had to have some kind of idea in terms of what the hell is going on. He continues, Superhero comics are a fun action-adventure serial meant for children that are grew, that grew a more adult audience. There are dozens of Silver Age comics that are amazing but golden. Silver and even Bronze Age books were intended for kids. They have always tried to publish what's cool and trendy. This goes back to what I was saying with the Marvel stuff at the beginning. The Trailblazer, B-Negative, Snowflake, and... Sourpuss, whatever the fuck they are. They created those characters because they define in terms of what's modern, what's cool, and what is trendy. And you can't really do that without actually knowing who your audience is. And like I said over and over, maybe I'm not the target audience. And that's okay. That is okay. But you can't help but feel that this is towards an audience that may not be serial comic book readers. Does that make sense? Put put it this way. There are many books right now currently that are intended for young adults. In fact, just a few months ago, Kami Garcia, or Kami Garcia, I'm going to call her Kami because it sounds way better. Kami Garcia just wrote two books, I think three, about Raven and Beast Boy. And they're on Amazon right now. You can get them for like hardcover $31 or something underneath. And if you scroll down bottom, and it took me a while to find this. You scroll down bottom. As of right now, 
Beast Boy is currently sitting in number one in young adult coming of age comics and graphic novels, number five in DC comics and graphic novels, number 12 in teen and young adult superhero comics. Now let's scroll over to Raven real quick. Let's scroll over to Raven. Raven, number two in young adult coming of age comics, number 14 in teen and young adult superhero comics. What is I Am Not Starfire? Ooh, let's check this out, shall we? Number 51 in Young Adult Coming of Age Comics. Number 112 in Teen and Young Adult Superhero Comics. Number 51 and number 112. Now, I'm not a bookkeeper. I'm not a book salesman. But I can imagine that those numbers that are scrolling way down in the fucking bottom, you have to think that a lot of people are not even paying attention to it. And let's say, for a quick example, let's say that this is a target demographic, young adults, which clearly I am not. What young adults, whether they're casuals or diehard comic book fans, DC comic fans, will actually go out and buy this? Please explain to me. Please explain, and this is what I was mentioning before, can someone actually look at this book... Look at the art style and go, oh my god, that is me. I identify with that. You already have, and this is the main point that I'm trying to make here. You already have an accurate representation of young adults in it of itself. Hell, look at Teen Titans. They're the perfect representation of young adults. You don't believe me? Let's go through them one by one, shall we? Robin. Wants to get out of Batman's shadows. Wants to be his own person. We've seen this play out dozens of times already. Cyborg. Half machine, half human. But before then, he was used or was looked at as a trophy for his dad. And his dad, before then, never came to his football games. So he was neglected by his father. When all he wants is to have his father's love and his appreciation to go, Dad... I can do this. You're paying attention to work more than me. What the fuck? Raven. Daddy issues. We've seen this throughout the times through Teen Titans, through the movies, through animated movies, through everything. Raven has daddy issues. Her mother is either dead or neglected her. The mother is basically with an abusive father. And the father has so much disappointment and wants her to be something that she is not. You could look at it one way or another. Starfire, immigrant. She's an immigrant from a planet. Her fucking sister hates her fucking guts and wants to kill her. Now, I'm sure that's not related to what's going on in current modern times, but you can imagine there are a lot of siblings that feels jealous and envy towards each other. Starfire is a perfect representation of that. Beast Boy, different skin color. Can transform to any animal he wants. I get it, humans can't do that. Different skin color. One of the main outcasts in the entire group. Not accepted by society easily, but loves to make jokes because he loves to make people happy. So if you're going to talk to me and tell me a representation of young adults, you got one right fucking there. Then Teen Titans themselves. And guess what? It's relatable. 
we connect to them on an emotional level. We realize the struggles. We realize their drawbacks. We realize their flaws. We realize everything that gets to know about these characters. And that is why when I look at Raven and Beast Boy that were written and made by Kami Garcia, I can accept that because they're different interpretations of these characters that we already know and love. That's why they're number one. That's why they're number two. And that is why I'm going to get them on Christmas Day. Hopefully. Hopefully Christmas Day. And then when you look at someone like Mandy Coriander, when her biggest problems are SATs, and her main problems is getting out of Starfire's shadow, or get out of Starfire's fame, and the fact that she has to live up to Starfire's whatever the hell it is. Yeah, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. And it doesn't help that this author actually self-inserted herself into this character. Now, I'm not saying that what this character is going through, what this character is going through in this book does not equivalent to many other people that are going through the same thing. But you need to ask yourselves, who can go into Barnes & Noble's, eBay, or whatever bookstore that has this and can look at that and go, wow, that is me. I want to buy that. Not very many. Not very many. And of course, the proof are within the sales. Who is going out of their way to buy this? Unless you're a diehard DC comic book fan, who's going out of their way to buy this? I swear, this woke culture has gone on bonkers. And as I said, I'm not the target audience for this. If it suits your needs or if it suits you, kudos, have it to you. But I can look at this and be like, what the fuck are you thinking? That's all I got to say about that. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. If there's anything that I said that you feel offended by, if there's anything that I said that you disagree with, by all means, let's have a discussion about it. Maybe we can do it on the next episode. Maybe we can have like a bonus episode right after this. Or if you have any inputs, if you have anything you want to talk about, or maybe you just want to vent to me and say that I'm a worthless piece of shit and I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. You know, it's fine. I welcome all newcomers. I really do. Hit me up. Mike Garcia VO or OTC Volume 2. Volume completely spelled with the number 2, but you already know that. Or go to our Facebook group, OTC Fanatics. And as always, you can tell your buddies, tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dog, tell you everybody. You can hear me at Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, whatever suits your needs. And hit that subscribe, hit that follow button, because it helps me out tremendously. It really, really does. Now, before we end this night off, let's go into our super villain quote of the day. And this one is from one of my favorite villains of all time, Ultron. How can you be worthy? You're all puppets. Tangled in strings. Strings. My reaction to that is this. God, I love me some James Spader's voice.
If there's one voice that I want to imitate perfectly, it would have to be James Spader. Hey, I'm a voice actor. Deal with it. That's all we have for today, guys. Tune in Thursday night where we will talk more on the happenings that goes on in the world of comic book news, movies, TV shows, or whatever the case may be. And always remember, if you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it. Stay safe. Till next time, I'm done, I'm through. Peace out.